and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam, and in a week that saw the Italian Jesus get replaced at Alfa Romeo by Guan Yu Zhou, we bring you a Qatar Grand Prix preview, looking at the new track and giving our weekend predictions. Joining me for this podcast is my normal co-host, Joe Roberts. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Sam. How are you? Not too bad, mate. And we've also got Mr. Matt Collier. How are you doing, mate? I'm great, Sam. Thanks for having me once again on the podcast. No worries. You're becoming a, a semi-regular now, Matt. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna have the name in the bio soon before you know it. But um, yeah, let's get I mentioned in the intro about uh Antonio Giovinazzi. And before we get into the preview, I think we should address it because we haven't had an opportunity to. So Antonio Giovinazzi has left Alfa Romeo after three years. Uh, where he finished 17th twice and is currently 18th with one point. Uh, his replacement is Guan Yu Zhou, who is third uh, in his third year of F2, is second in um, the formula with 142 points behind Oscar Piastri on 178 with Jeddah and Yas Marina to go. What do you guys think on his um, departure from the sport? And do you think Guan Yu Zhou is a good replacement? Um, well, I give my hot as in people probably don't know. I don't think Antonio Giovinazzi is a particularly good driver. I think he should have got replaced by Callum Ilock um last season. I think this season again he shows he's has shown improvements, but not enough for me to see that he can take the uh, team forward. And on the replacement of Andrew Joe, I just it's it's a bit weird because it was like, oh, um, is it Defries? I think it's Defries, the um, the one that won um, F two, I think, a couple of seasons ago, was fit. I think perfectly fit for the role, but and or even Oscar Piastri, who's probably going to win F two again, is probably a better fit for the role just because they won F two. Ryan Joe has got decent performances in F2, I think, the last three or four seasons. But it's a back of my mind. Will he just be, become a better version of uh, Mazepin um, in the way that he would just stay consistent and just be the same level as uh, Giovinazzi? So I think it's question marks over the decision just because of him not winning F2, I think. I think if he won F2, yeah, that's fine. I understand why he's in it. But there's, there's like, De Vries um, and, uh, and um, Oscar Piastri. I, I, I think, though, those two are better for, for the role. Oh, and also you can argue Hulkenberg as well um, to be in that role. Um, yeah, uh, Jovanazzi's only scored one point this season. Uh, I think Kimi Räikkönen scored 14 points. Um, Jovanazzi's qualifying pace has definitely considerably improved over the season, but in qualifying, you don't get points. Those points are in the races, and that's where Jovanazzi's um, fallen, really. Um, I mean, Jovanazzi, I could see it coming. To be honest, his performances just haven't been quite as good. Um, I think Bottas might be able to help uh, one new Joe, uh, give him more experience uh, in his 
first season when he comes into F1. Um, Oscar Piastri now moves to Alpine as their reserve driver. So obviously Wan Yu Joe was Alpine's um, reserve driver. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Wan Yu Joe does. Um, I think he's currently second in the F2 championship. So no, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I understand why Alfa Romeo have signed him, mainly because of sponsors and money. Um, but he's clearly got talent if he's currently second in F2. Mm, yeah, no, he certainly has talent. I think it was quite damning what uh, Giovinazzi said in response to him leaving, saying uh, when money rules, uh, F1 can be ruthless. And I think that 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 paints a picture that Guan Yu Zhou is there just because of the money, and that definitely plays a big factor. However, he's a very talented driver. You're not second, as you said, he's not second in F2 for no reason he's going to become the first Chinese driver in F1 history so that's quite a historic moment and he definitely has talent it'll be interesting to see how he does because it took him quite a while to hit the high levels of F2 as he's in his third year but yeah it'll be certainly interesting to see what it does with Giovinazzi he's now gone into Formula E with Dragon Penske so it'll be good it's good to see that Giovinazzi has straight away gone into a seat of a quite a big formula and I'm looking forward to watching him perform in that car even if it's a bit of a back of the grid car at least he'll be used to it after driving for Alfa Romeo for three years but um, let's let's move on to. There's another thing I want to talk about before we uh, talk about Qatar. We will get to it, I promise. But Hamilton and Verstappen, we talked about it so much in the review of the Brazilian Grand Prix. But they are going to the stewards. It's happening today as we record it. So when we release this, I bet you there'll be a verdict, and this will be a bit outdated. However, the onboard footage of Verstappen's car in the incident that took place at Turn 4, where um, Verstappen and uh, Hamilton went wide, has been released. The directors didn't have it at the time to make a decision. So they're talking to the stewards about it. I want to know, what do you think is going to happen, if anything? Uh I think personally for me, I th- as I obviously wasn't there for the review, but my my opinion on it, it was a clear cut penalty because you can see from even outside the car, you can see that he wasn't steering. Um, but I I think it's kind of what in like other sports like football, for example, like VAR. If the VAR suddenly doesn't work, like for a game against Aston Villa, I think Aston Villa versus Sheffield United or whatever, and then that that goal was you know um, I forgot what uh, yeah the base the goal wasn't given when it was over the line. <laughs> it's I know it's a different sport, but you can take it with the same context. It's a and a clear goal, but the the technology failed in this instant for some of some reason they didn't get the um on board of Verstappen. Um yeah, he didn't get them on board of Verstappen. But from my view is it's it's the race, it's done and dusted. Um it should have been a penalty within the race. So then Max could have probably got the gap to Bottas, probably pushed a bit harder. So yeah, I I kind of hope that there's nothing from this. 
but I've got a feeling that the FIA have to do something or you're going to get drivers getting pushed off the track. But they, they should have the onboard of every driver anyway. It shouldn't come out after the race. Um, yeah, for me, it was a, it was a penalty. Um, Gasly um, explained it quite well. You know, if that was gravel on the right-hand side or something, he wouldn't have, wouldn't have done that. And particularly at uh, Qatar, there's actually a lot of runoff. So we might see drivers squeeze each other out at this track. Um, I'm interested to see what the stewards do. Um, there's talk that Verstappen might get... Um, demoted down to P3 and then Bottas could get promoted up to second for the Brazil results. Um, but it's definitely something that they need to um, police and sort out for future races. Um, it has definitely caused a lot of debate and uh, heat between Red Bull and Mercedes, um, which always produces nice drama. So yeah, for me, it was a penalty, um, but interesting to see what the stewards do. Yeah, it certainly will be interesting. I mean, Drive to Survive are going to have a field day on the Brazilian Grand Prix, I think it's fair to say. But I I think I agree with you, Joe, that if, if a penalty was going to be given, I think it had to be given on the day. I don't think... I think it would be harsh if they gave him a grid penalty for Qatar or... It, it, it's, a, it's a tough situation because at the end of the day, the stewards should have access to all the camera angles and they didn't and Verstappen should have been penalized on the day it, it was it was a stupid move there was no doubt in my mind that that was definitely worth the penalty but it it's over now it's a new event i think the stewards probably need to move on but make sure that was a very big error they and i feel like they are under pressure to do something but in my eyes they should move on admit they made a mistake and uh just carry on with the season. Though I know that Mercedes will definitely be pushing for him to get a demotion or something because it'll favour Hamilton. But in my eyes, I think they should probably should probably move on. But talk about moving on. Let's finally move on to talking about the Qatar Grand Prix because it is the first one um, we've ever had, and this circuit is normally a MotoGP circuit, and it's coming to the calendar permanently. In 2023, this year is replacing Australia. What do you guys think of the circuit? Um, I, just trying to get this. Yeah, I, as as I remember you, Sam, saying off uh, off camera that it, look, it looks very similar to Russia in a way with like with probably without the long back straight to it. It, it for me, it it's a GP circuit as in it's very twisty it's very long corners um it's not a very a lot of overtaking in in those like twisty mid to speed like mid speed corners and then obviously on the home straight there's you can overtake which i think this is like a kilometer long i don't know how that is in miles but it's a track where it could easily be very generic and um could just be produce bad racing um i think the only good side to it is that um yeah the only good side to it is that straight is ridiculously long and the pits is quite dangerous so then it kind of puts some risk into their 
but apart from it, I'm not particularly impressed with the track. Just have to hope. I, I know they signed, a, I think, a 10-year deal. I hope that the new cars kind of make it easier to go side by side. So then the mid to like low speed corners, you can, um, yeah, go side by side and basically make better racing from it. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a MotoGP track. Um, it is, it does have a very long straight, which will benefit um, definitely the Mercedes power units. Um, I'm interested to see how the race goes. For me, it looks a bit like Bahrain, but if Bahrain had a massive dent in the middle of the track, um, I'm not. I'm not sure how how it's going to go. To be honest, because um, there's there's so much runoff, especially if, as you said, Hamilton Verstappen. If people keep pushing each other off the track, then the the policing thing could get into a, a real mess. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Mm, yeah, we certainly will. I mean, it's the LaSalle International Circuit. As you said, MotoGP is what is race around it at the moment. Uh, it's a fast-flowing track, lots of medium and high-speed corners, so another track that McLaren are going to absolutely hate. Uh, the main op- overtaking opportunity is the very long main straight, so um, into Turn 1 is probably the main opportunity. It'll be it'll be interesting. It has similar it has similar vibes to Russia, which Joe mentioned. I mentioned before. It's it's got a bit of Bahrain. It's got the runoff of somewhere like France. It is it's a it's a mix of a few tracks. So it'll be interesting to see what it does. I don't have high hopes if I'm being honest, but I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. But the, the main question when coming to a place like Qatar is there are, well, should they race here? There's a lot of issues surrounding it. And there's a lot of tracks that are really good that have not been chosen um, because Qatar has been chosen instead. I, I want to get your guys' perspective on should Qatar host a race? Matt, do you want to go or do you want me? Um, you can go first. Yeah, I, 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 I think the human right it, like issue is kind of an interesting one, as in terms of it, it's bad. And if you like, um, want some like uh, tracks to come back to Nakanda, like or Hockenheim or um, like the Nurburgring, like, those all those sort of tracks, like historical tracks. But I think. It's, it's also an important thing, as in, I think Dylan Akali said, that sport can change um, society in a way that it does does it for the better, as an example, um, as in like women having more rights in, in these Middle Eastern countries. Um, I know that the next week, I think next or a couple of weeks, Saudi Arabia have done like progress on that. I think... I think it's important in that way, in as in showing people or showing the country of how probably needs to move on, not not telling them, but like showing them how um, the, the, there's like women in, in high positions in that in the sport. Um, and then obviously to the human rights issue with the um, like the building. I don't know how this track was built. 
Um, I think with that, I think that's an issue um, that that is quite hard to solve. I, I think that that one put, would put me off going to these Middle Eastern countries that the fact of how these tracks are built that um, people from um, like Asian, Asia and that are not particularly well treated and they're basically exploited. Um, but I do, again, think it is important to then basically express what these countries should, should be. Um, I mean, Joe's uh, explained quite a lot of important topics. Um, I was mainly going to talk about um, Qatar and the World Cup, because obviously Qatar hosting the World Cup uh, next year. Um, I think it is important. Um, it may not produce the best races, but it's uh, very important to promote the sport and try and get more people involved from um, different backgrounds. Um, as Joe said, there are other tracks that probably would produce better racing. Um, but in the end, I think F1 needs to needs to keep improving and uh, making the sport equal. Mm, yeah, no, it's a it's a tough one. Do I think that they should race a guitar? No, but this isn't just a problem with Qatar. It's a problem with the sport. It's the problem with F1 and generally sport. To be honest, we race in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia. Abu Dhabi, the sport is funded by a lot of these Middle Eastern countries. And this sport revolves around money. And wherever there's money, the sport will end up going. And unfortunately, that's probably how it will always be. That's probably a pessimistic point of view. But realistically, the sport will follow the money. It's, it's, it's no surprise. But I would love, as Joe, as you said, you named two tracks there. I would love to go to Hockenheim or the Nürburgring. Germany has two fantastic tracks in, the, in them, and we don't race there. We should go back to Germany. That's the place I'd like to go. But it's, it's, it's an issue that's a sport in general. You have Anthony Joshua fighting in Saudi Arabia. You have the World Cup going to Qatar. You have Newcastle United being taken over by Saudi Arabia. It's, it's an issue in sport. There being... The, these countries, Middle Eastern countries with poor human rights and uh, other issues are heavily invested in sport and it's just blatant sport washing, but there's nothing that's going to, there's not going to change. And it's, it's a shame, but Qatar specifically, I wouldn't want to go to, but then there's a lot of other tracks that I think have the same problems. Let's move on to a lighter note because um, this is a quite a deep discussion about sport washing and human rights there. Let's, let's talk about uh, what we expect to see this weekend. Five general points that you're expecting to see. Matt, as you're the guest, I'll let you go. Oh, thank you, Joe. Um, so my top five or my five general predictions, uh, I think Bottas will get pole. Um, he's definitely improved ever since the speculation about his seat for next year. Um, so I think Bottas will get pole. Uh, I think Lando Norris will get a top five finish. Um, he's had some tricky races um, recently, so I think that he'll definitely benefit from the Mercedes power unit in the back of his car. 
Uh, I also think Aston Martin will score points. Um, doing some research earlier, I mean, they got second in Baku, which has a massive straight. So I expect them to do quite well. Um, I've gone for a similar theme of the, I think it's the Aston Martin safety car this week. Quote me if I'm wrong, but it's, uh, I think there won't be a safety car. Um, carry on with the Aston Martin. Whenever it's an Aston Martin safety car, you never see it. And then for my fifth general prediction, I think either Perez or Giovinazzi will get a grid penalty. Uh, okay, I'm I'm going to go for um, Mercedes one two in qualifying and the race. Oh no, yeah, yeah, in the race, um, Hamilton to pick up another engine penalty. Um, just so I think Mercedes use that tactically and use uh, one from Brazil, maybe at Saudi Arabia, and then uh, the one at Qatar at um, Abu Dhabi. Um, uh, with the lot of the news of the of the um, of uh, the incident of um, between Hamilton and Verstappen at, at Brazil, I think. Verstappen will get his uh, will get three points deducted because of the penalty that he, that the FIA will give them. Even though I don't particularly agree with it, um, this could be a red flag. I think that's the generic thing that me and Josh put put out, and I think there will be at least two safety cars. Some some interesting predictions there. I've gone for a theme. Of I know it's not quite Christmas, but I've gone for a, a wrapping theme. Uh, so the, my first prediction is I think that Verstappen will wrap up the title, not mathematically, but I think he will get a points advantage in this race that I don't think that Hamilton will be able to catch. Second one, I think that Ferrari are going to wrap up their battle versus McLaren. I don't think the McLarens will do well here due to the amount of medium corners, so... For me, I think Ferrari will do well and wrap up that battle. Alpha Tauri to take the lead in the midfield, uh, in the midfield clash between Alpine and we kind of class Aston Martin in there, but they're, they're not really in there. But I'm going to name drop them for for uh, to give them a bit of morale. But um, yeah, I think that they will take the lead in this battle. I think Red Bull Power could do well here. Lots of people to have incidents. It's quite generic, but it's a new track that people have never gone around. The pit lane is tight, and I just feel like there'll be a lot of incidents with a lot of runoff, not necessarily into barriers, but quite a few people misjudging corners and hitting people and stuff like that. And then my final one is a bit of a weird one, a bit of a niche one, but a session to be delayed due to protests, because there's a lot of opposition to this race in Qatar and worldwide. So we'll see if that has any impact on it. But let's move on to our final thing, predicting our top five, starting with fifth. Matt, do you want to? I'll let you go, Joe. Um, All right. Uh, Starting with fifth. Um, I'm going to put Carlos Sainz in fifth. Just due to because I do agree with Sam, I do think Ferrari will wrap it up. I think they're like 24 points ahead or something. 
Um, I don't think that's catchable, the McLarens. Um, then I think fourth will be Leclerc. I think he will get fourth. Um, just due to the fact that I think Perez will struggle around this track. Um, and then third, I've got Verstappen, Bottas in P2, and then Lewis Hamilton to win it and be one point behind Verstappen. Yeah, uh, my predictions are very similar to Joe's, but one, I think. Um, in fifth, I have Lando Norris. Uh, P4, the most consistent P4 finisher, Charles Leclerc. Uh, Verstappen will finish third, and then the Mercedes 1-2 will be Bottas, and then Hamilton will win the race. The Perez slander here. I'm not, I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not very happy. For my predictions... In the fifth, I've got Charles Leclerc. I think that uh, a Ferrari will get the top five, and I think it'll be Charles because recently I've predicted it to be signs and it hasn't been. So now I'll probably predict Charles and it'll end up being signs. But he's who I've got in fifth. Valtteri Bottas in fourth. I think that the Mercedes will be strong, but not as strong as the Red Bull. Sergio Perez in third because someone needs to put him on the podium. Come on, guys, that is poor. Uh, Lewis Hamilton coming in second and Max Verstappen winning the race and wrapping up the title. But what do you guys think? Let us know. It's going to be an interesting one, a new track that we haven't been to before. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, download, whatever you need to do, really. And we will bring you a review on Monday, say, 2 p.m. British time race. So we'll be able to do a, a review afterwards. So it'll be out on Monday. And um, yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you for watching or listening.